0: Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business
1: Radio. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Mike Salmon with a very contentious uh, contentious Stephen Julian this morning. Stephen, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Not at all. I'm
0: having fun, and I'm pushing your buttons, and it's working.
1: Well, we have a guest that brought a gift here today, and it's got food and snacks and sweets and... You can't wait to get to it. You know,
0: normally that stuff happens after you, you know, fill up on snacks. I think it happened to me before.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Our thanks to Kathy Smith with Cachet Corporate Gift Services. We'll talk to Kathy in just a few minutes about the great gift. You're going to make me wait to talk about food because we've
0: got another great
1: guest. We do. Cole Porter is here. He is the vice president with Porter Steel. Did not bring any steel to the show today. Thankfully, (laughs) because... I, that might have hurt my teeth. My apologies. Yeah. Yeah, Cole, let's not make that mistake ever again. <laughs> How you doing today, sir?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys?
1: Very well. Uh, Cole Porter again with Porter Steel. Tell us all about
2: your company, where you guys are located, and what you all do. Sure. So, um, Porter Steel, we are in Lilburn, Georgia, uh, right down the road from here. My dad started the company uh, back in 1983 and uh, started out just doing small jobs, um, small steel jobs, uh, and just grew the company slowly but basically started the company with a, a 1965 Chevy pickup and a, and a welding machine um, and then grew it to over 100 employees and um, multi-million dollar company. So I'm, I'm really uh, very proud of what he's accomplished. But um, we are in the structural steel, miscellaneous metals, and architectural metals business. And we also have a custom manufacturing division. Um, but mostly our, our customer is the general contractor in Atlanta and the southeast. So
0: So I think you just kind of laid out the different divisions. Take a little bit more time and kind of break down each of those divisions and what the differences are between what those divisions do.
2: Sure. For people that aren't familiar with construction, um, so we have the four divisions, structural steel, miscellaneous metals, architectural metals and glass, and then custom manufacturing. In those first three divisions, our customer is the general contractor, whereas that last division, custom manufacturing, our customer is other manufacturers who uh, may have a steel portion of their process that we can do better or more efficiently than they can Um, but as far as what structural steel is um, columns beams deck joists anything that's the structure of a building that if something goes away it's you know liable to fall Uh, miscellaneous metals is something it's um, anything accessory to that so stairs handrails ladders uh, and then architectural metals just kind of um, goes into things that are more pretty And not so covered up, yeah.
0: And and one of the things you just said there that kind of intrigues me is that whole custom, where you're doing it for other steel manufacturers. Can you can you give an example or a story of something you guys did that someone else couldn't do that you could do better?
2: Sure. So what we really look for is uh, with other manufacturers in our community is uh, an opportunity for improving their process where they can really focus on their proprietary portion of it. So for instance, we work with a pump um, company. Uh, a, pump, a very a world-class pump manufacturer that's here in Gwinnett, and they, um, they're known for their pumps, and, and they're in the bottoms of hotels and big schools or uh, hospitals, and they're pumping water and wastewater and fire water all through these things. Well, every one of those has to be on a steel skid um, and be installed on a slab with that steel skid, and they had a whole department fabricating those skids. Well, anybody, you know, anyone that can do steel can do that steel skid. They're really known for that pump, Right. And so we can come in, we can partner with them, and uh, and do that that skid a lot of times a lot more efficiently, uh, and we can worry about the regulation, we can worry about all the overhead related to that steel subset of their business, is um, that's a really good value add for us.
0: So that they can focus on the regulations absolutely. around the pumps,
2: absolutely, yeah. yeah. Focus like on what their like their main focus is, yeah. Cole, when I think of the
1: steel industry and I think of the history, I think, of course, of the city of Pittsburgh, where the steel sure. industry was big. It built that city uh, to an extent. Also, Birmingham, Alabama mm-hmm. grew up in the steel industry. Uh, so I think of the steel manufacturing plants and, and all the manufacturing that's going on. And you said you guys are located in Littleburn. Right. Do you actually have a huge steel manufacturing plant in
2: Littleburn, or do you sub
1: it out elsewhere? How does that work?
2: Right. Yeah, that's a good question. So the, uh, the common... Uh, misconception is that all steel comes from Birmingham, Pittsburgh, or one of those places, and and the reality is that a lot of the mills were were originally there. And so for people that don't know, a mill is where you take the raw material and you form it into these shapes and these these heated forges that are shaping them into all the different shapes that we would then use. Um, We have suppliers that then buy the huge loads from those mills, and then get shipped to them, and then we buy the, the shapes from the supplier. So wherever there's construction, which is everywhere, there's going to be steel fabricators, and that's what we are. We're a fabricator and erector. So we do everything in-house from from selling the job, detailing it, managing it, fabricating it, erecting it. Um, but we've got to get our steel from somewhere, and it usually comes from some of those places.
0: So not necessarily the mill, but you guys take the right. mill's finished product and then that's take right. it to the finished thing that we see or use or, or, or work it that way. Okay. Right. Yep. I like it. So... You said that one of the things you guys do is you help uh, other companies where you can uh, do the custom job. So then I'm going to turn that question back on you. Is there any part of what you guys do that you guys sub out? Or do you guys go, nope, once we are on the job, we finish it all in-house?
2: Yeah, that's a good question, too. Um, So in our industry, a lot of what we do, um, a lot of different companies will sub out different parts of their process. And I think one thing that sets us apart is the fact that we keep everything in-house. And what that does for us is it really gives us a lot of control over our product so that if there's ever an issue, there's there's less finger pointing and and us being able to say, like, okay, it's our problem. It's just a matter of which department it came from. Um, And so, you know, like I mentioned, the detailing, that's a huge thing that a lot of people will sub out overseas. And we have an in-house detailing department department that's um, that's 3D modeling all of our projects. Uh, the project management, the fabrication, the erection, it's all done here. Now there are cases where we get overloaded and we do use a third party to come in and supplement or, or help, but um, the vast majority of all of our work is done in-house
0: so uh you talked about how your dad started with a uh, what year was it 1965? 1965 chevy pickup i yep. like it the chevy pickup. <laughs> does he still have that chevy pickup
2: so we had it as like a monument at our family land down in down in south georgia and um unfortunately after my grandfather passed away it was vandalized and t- and Aww. hawked basically Aww. but it was like a monument to our family we yeah. got pictures of it um, yeah. so it was quite uh quite all right
0: so he grew from that uh starting it with his with his uh truck And you said now uh, somewhere around 100 employees, maybe a little more. Talk about the employees. Talk about the team as it's been built and and what sets you guys apart.
2: Yeah. Um, So we were a little over 100 employees before the recession um, back in like 10 and 11. Um, Now we're closer to 85, uh, but we're doing a lot more revenue with those 85 employees. That's really good. Um, We are – one of the biggest things for me is that – and it's probably partly because I'm I'm younger from a younger generation, but I really – want to see employees succeed in the roles that they're in but also um, get a lot of value from what they're doing because I think that once they leave the, the, the workplace and they go home and they, they realize that they accomplished something that they're proud of I think that's that's one of the keys to, to keeping employees and keeping a successful business um, but we have really worked hard to really ramp up our benefits and make them uh, just top of the industry um, and and I think also just the culture of letting people know like, Hey, we're a family, it's a family business, but like, if you're working for me in my business, I consider you part of my family. Um, We, we do a lot of things like that to try to encourage that. Of course, there's always room for improvement, but I I feel like over the last um, four or five years, we've really seen a a great increase in, in retention and, um, and just better culture. So,
0: and I'm wondering, uh, we're speaking with uh, Cole Porter. He's vice president of Porter Steel. I'm wondering if Cole Porter <laughs> started, uh, you know, sweeping up the shop. If Cole started, you know, it, is this one of these stories where y- you've kind of been at a lot of different positions? You didn't just walk into the vice president. Sure, thing?
2: sure. Uh, I, I will gladly admit that I'm not the um, the expert to, with all things welding and, and steel. Um, my passion is certainly the people and, yeah. and, and the organization. But yeah, in high school, I was working in the rail shop, grinding rails, um, did that for several summers. Um, in college, I came in and helped with some administrative work and in the shop. Um, and then after college, I came in and was, um, I worked on some, some insurance uh, auditing and then went into project management. Did that for several years. Um so.
0: you found you found your best role at the company right. and so that's that carries some weight when you talk about wanting to help your employees, your family find their best role and once they find it, man, what can we do to keep you here because you're doing a great job? Exactly and yeah. people
2: everybody has a different personality. everybody has a different um, different talents and, and different things that they really aspire to accomplish. and so I think if you can match those things to something in your business, then you' you're just golden. Um, I think that, and I'll be the first one to tell one of my employees, like, "Hey, you're, you are way too, you know, advanced for what you're doing, and there's nothing I can offer you here that's gonna satisfy that within you." I'll tell them, like, "You need to look some. I'm out. You can stay here as long as you want, you know, and you're, you're doing a great job, and I love you, but, uh, but for the good of you and your family, you really should go in this direction. You know, I'll be the first one to say that, because um, I really believe that that's good for the business and for them. So.
1: Cole, when I when I think of the steel industry again, I, I think about hard labor, mm-hmm. blue collar workers, and so forth. But I'm thinking that technology plays a big part in what you do today. That we'd probably be shocked because I'm again thinking of the old school steel factories, and, and I know you do, you do the molding and all that stuff. That I would expect more of that hard labor, but I bet you technology plays a big part in what you guys do today. It
2: does. Um, it, no doubt, it's still hard, and uh, they're the guys that work in the shop and in our different shops and in the field. I mean, they're oftentimes working fifty and sixty hour weeks in the blazing sun. So I mean,
1: so there's a lot of manual labor oh, gosh, still yeah. involved. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, it still requires bodies to, to do most of it. But technology has helped in a lot of ways with larger cranes and, and equipment that can. You know, you can plug in a computer program that it'll it'll cut something for you or, or CNC uh, drill something for you. So. Technology has helped us to not have to have as many employees probably, Uh, but as we grow, you know, we're continuing to add and um, so that's probably the the biggest advantage.
0: So you uh, you started this interview by talking about uh, how your father built it starting in 1983 again with the one pickup truck and, and moving forward. What's around the bend? Uh, w- what are some of the future plans? What are, is there anything you can share without giving away the, the secrets of the farm sure. uh, about what, what you guys see for the future of uh, Porter Steel? And, and, and honestly, if you don't mind, I'll ask just kind of for steel in general. I mean, for right. someone who's been around steel all your life, talk about what the industry looks like moving forward.
2: Yeah. Um, so for us, I think traditionally going back, we have our, our main focus has been general contractors, and that is um, that's still our bread and butter. And we still want to um, really provide a great product for those general contractors. But also, we're, we're kind of going into a stage where, where we're starting to work with a lot of the larger steel fabricators. So if they land a, a massive uh, structural package that we're not going to touch, that's something probably too big for us. We can still assist them by doing the miscellaneous package that they don't want to touch. And so we've developed some really good partnerships with some, some great steel companies. Uh, and that is a huge, uh, I think that's a, a big factor in our success over the past you know, year or so. And then I think that's going to continue into the future. So we're in, in growth mode. We, there's so much opportunity out there. And it's not so much that there are um, new pr- projects or new players. It's, I think it's really that we offer a great product and that our customers and, and potential customers know that. And so they're coming to us saying, hey, we really, you know, we want to partner with you because we see the value in what you bring. Um, and also integrity goes a long way.
1: So. Also talking about your dad founding the company many years ago, you growing up, were you always destined to become part of this company or did you have plans?
2: I don't want to do that. I want to yeah, try something else. the rebellious team.
1: Yeah, <laughs> did, did, did you did, did you have a choice in the matter here? Yeah,
2: no, I, so – not until I was out of college and married did I even consider coming to work here. Um, we hear that a lot. Yeah. So it, it was something where I was, um, you know, I was actually applied and had gotten accepted to law school, and I just woke up one morning and uh, and felt like the Lord was telling me that that's not the thing for me. Um, and so that's when I moved, met my wife, we got married, um, and then came back. And I just, I really developed a passion for just the legacy of what my dad created, um, and being able to say like there's not you know after talking to a lot of friends of mine, there's not a lot of people who can say that their dad started something from zero and struggled and, and just grit and you know blood, sweat and tears and created something like that. And so I really felt like it was some part of my like family duty to to, to cherish that because my passion really is growing a business and uh, and taking care of the people and, and leading an organization. and so it matched with all of my goals. Um, but I also am just so proud of what, you know, my dad has accomplished. So it's kind of a good good marriage. And
0: right? when you were telling your story of, of, you know, and you talked about the summers in high school, but then you kind of said some of those jobs when you came back, it sounds like your dad, uh, you know, he didn't just go, all right, I'll put your name on a door and you'll come in a bit. No, there was oh, some, no. <laughs> a little bit of dues to pay. Even after the shop summers, there was some, let's, you're going to work in insurance. You're going to do this. Obviously, he took your skills right. and said, let's build something. But man, his dad's a builder. Yeah. I like this.
1: Well, even though, and the product is steel, but you're you're still talking people mm -hmm, and you got the people skills and the things that you like about it. And I do know a lot of entrepreneurs and people that started businesses for their children, they wanted them to actually go out and and go do something else right, and see what the real world is like and then let them make the decision. And more times than not, just like we see here, we see where the siblings will come back and work for the family business.
2: Right. Yeah. I think that it's, um, it's certainly something that I've always had to work for, um, You know, you're always, with your last name on the building, you're always going to have that attitude towards you that, like, oh, you just got handed that. Uh, So that's something you have to always um, work against. It means you just got to work harder than anybody else. So no doubt, he's he's definitely put me through the ringer a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe
0: held just a little
2: bit over your head, just occasionally.
1: What is the steel business like as far as competition, and how are you finding your your new
2: clients? Right. So we don't have to do a lot of marketing because we have just a reputation in the Atlanta market um, just over so many years. And so, nowadays, most of the bids are electronic. They come through software that everyone's kind of logged into. Uh, And then it's just about the relationship and and your your reputation uh, and obviously the price. But um, that's kind of how it works. So...
1: Well, for those that would like to find out more about Porter Steel, either do business with you, they're a general contractor, or maybe even work for the company, because sure. it sounds like it's got um, a great culture, where can they find more information about your company?
2: Yeah, so they can uh, do both of those things, learn about us, and apply online at our website, uh, which is www.portersteel.com. Um, no E on steel. A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> at the end well, of there's steel. two, but it's <laughs> yeah, before but, the L. You're not saying the it's not, not steel the last name. It's, <laughs> it's steel the metal. So. Uh, are there other Remington family members?
1: Steel uh, fans,
2: I yeah. guess? I don't know. <laughs> are there other family members involved with the company? Yeah, so my uncle is one of the estimators. Uh, my uh, middle brother is uh, works in the field. He's one of our field directors. Everyone in our family has worked at Porter Steel at some point or another. So, so what are the family reunions like? Are, are you able to you know, no get, work away, talk. get away from business? You never get away from business in our family. But, um, but yeah, we won't talk about our family reunions. <laughs>
0: Let's go back to Remington Steel, quick. Yeah. Say it. Say a Pierce Brosnan,
1: uh, Stephanie Zimbalist. joke. A lot of people are going to have to look up with Remington. Steel I know is. it shows
0: my age, and I don't care. So,
1: Nicole, do you even know what Remington Steel is? I'm gonna, 1980s no. TV show. Look up
0: Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and look at look at his career thing in Wikipedia. Talk about Remington Steel. Stephanie Zimbalist. Kind of cute. You
1: had a little crush on her back then. I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> How did we go down this road? All right, quick! I'll save the show. Right, you, cool, cool. you said it. Just already. want to thank you, Cole, for joining us, and, and we loved learning all all, all about Porter Steel. Oh, it's nice. New York coming out, all about forget Porter about Steel. It. Yeah, forget yeah. about it. Want some coffee? Thank you for joining us so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> Listen, he mentioned family reunions and wanted to stay away from it, so I quickly took the brunt back and put it on me. Right, slightly annoying Remington Steel throwing out my '80s trivia, and it was all good. And then you pulled out your New York accent, Mike. Before we get to our next guest, who I'm very excited is here and brought a wonderful gift. I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you every week from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Our listeners can enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett. I know there are other Subaru places out there, but don't go
1: there. No, there aren't.
0: No, there is there only. Are. There can There's be only one. Only one. As far as we're concerned, there's only one. Highlander. All right. Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. There can be only one. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest... Subaru news offers and community events. And not only Facebook, you can do it on Twitter, you can do it on LinkedIn, you can do it, you know, check out their
1: website, you know, all that good stuff. There you go. Well, Stephen, this is the part of the show you've been waiting for. Kathy Smith with Caché Corporate Gift Services is here. Good morning, Kathy. Good
3: morning, guys. What a fun group. All right, put it down, Stephen. You talk to Kathy.
1: I'm going to get into this gift that she brought. Before you tell us what you brought today, and I know that Stephen can't wait, tell us all about Caché Corporate Gift Services and what your company does.
3: What we do, Mike, is we provide custom gifts for businesses. We only work with businesses because that's an unserved market in the gift industry. Um, we, t- we teach businesses how to express gratitude in an authentic way. That helps them build relationships, uh, kind of bouncing off what Cole was talking about before. Helps them build business relationships with their customers, clients, and employees.
0: When you say unserved or underserved What are some of the examples you saw that you said, man, this is why I'm going to do this because I can do this so much better than the way they're being unserved or underserved to this point?
3: Well, that's a perfect question because that's how I got started. I'm a real estate agent by trade. Nice. And I worked with a lot of builders. And I would go to closings for these builders and other agents on the other side of the deal were bringing gifts. Not to say they were great, but... Kept, Would you put them in air quotes? Is uh, that yeah, why you say gifts? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I went back after several of these, and I told the guys, I said, look, you're missing out here. They're not doing a good job, but they're doing a job, and you're missing out. And told them what was going on, and they said, well, that's a great idea. What do you suggest we do? I said, gifts. I, Hello? And they said, well, where do we get them? And me, I'm one of those people that says the answer is yes. Now, what was the question? So I get myself in trouble a lot. I'll do them. So I started constructing uh, unique gifts and taking them in, uh, started getting notice from attorneys at the closing, lenders, other builders, other agents, business just picked up, started rolling. At that time, it wasn't really a business. And I thought, hmm, there's something here. Nice. So uh, that's how we really got started. So, and, and
0: I'm going to, sorry for the clarification, but before you got into this. It was
1: nice talking to you, Kathy. I don't think I'll be getting a okay. word in now. Edgewise with Steven here with the gifts and everything. He just wants the food. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just doing my job well, Mike. I don't know what you're doing over there. All right. So uh, at this. I'm uh, going to eat,
1: eat some of the candy and No, no. That's
0: mine. Don't touch that <laughs> gift basket. All right. So that's not right. It's a gift tray. Look Thank at our you. look did at the see, picture on the did website. Did you just see how defensive the, you oh, got? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I understand. Though. Don't
1: Can take food out of, keep out of my mouth? hand
0: on this gift while I'm conducting <laughs> I, this interview you. with you. All right. So I just wanted to go back to that moment. You said uh, I, I think you said they, you know, here were these closings. And people would bring something, but it would be like, what, a pen or a, you know, oh, here's a card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Okay.
3: Uh, my, my, one of my biggest pet peeves with business gifts is when someone will walk in with their logoed koozies or that's not a <laughs> That's gift, marketing. That's, yeah, that's swag. And that's the other side of what I do. We okay. do gratitude gifts uh, to express our gratitude, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, A concept that people – it seems very simple, but people don't realize how important it is. The other side of that is our pop-by gifts. What we do is we do marketing pieces, inexpensive marketing pieces for a lot of salespeople that go out and want to leave something behind. And we do custom. We'll incorporate their logos, their koozies, if they insist um really creative fun things for them to leave behind so people remember them she's got a problem with koozies mike yeah I all right go <laughs> ahead quick
0: ask a question you koozie i've got her going on koozies amanda just threw a koozie from the director's chair and that that at our first. guest
3: it says just beat it love it here
0: uh let's let's talk about roaming to steal real
1: quick um it You're- has
0: to do with breast cancer awareness month right that's what the koozie has to do with recap. Yes. Yeah. We want to beat cancer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. That's why Ask I'm wearing my pink
1: shirt today. There you go. Um, your title, Chief Happiness Officer. Yes, sir. No question. Just just reading <laughs> it out loud. <laughs> just acknowledging it.
3: I, I can explain that. <laughs> okay. When we started going out uh, delivering, which we also encourage the client to do because we want them to get the response that we get when we're out there Uh, we would go in and deliver and and usually when I'm out delivering it's these big massive you know really creative things and I'll go into uh, a big business 12 story business and I'll ride up the Elevator and get off of every floor and walk around so people can see it, whether that, that's the floor or not. And I always get people, I have your card, may have your card, may have your card. Nice. But whenever we do that, the response that we get is just so phenomenal that I stress to my clients, I can deliver, I prefer not to because I don't want you to miss the accolades. That'll make you feel like I do. But you're getting it in person.
0: So she not only brings happiness to the people who receive the gifts, she's trying to have the people who are giving the gifts enjoy some happiness as well as they walk around delivering their gifts. They'll get the
1: accolades.
3: You got it. I like it.
1: We recently wanted to get a gift basket for one of our clients. And typically, I always send uh, Amanda over to Costco or someplace to to get some gift baskets. And she shook shook her finger at me and said, no, 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 I know someone. And and you put together one. I guess Amanda kind of told you what we were looking Mm -hmm. for. So talk about some of the ideas that you get that you can pretty much do anything, I'm guessing. And I'd like to hear the most unique request you ever had for a gift basket.
3: Okay. Uh, I've done... They're not really gift baskets. Some are. They're gift containers, custom designs. So it's not just gift baskets. We've done designs in cars. We've done designs in boats. Um, We've designed a stage as a gift. We've done all kinds of things. What what do you Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, What do you mean? (laughs) Whoa. In cars and boats. Car, like a full-size car. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You turned it into a gift. Yeah. It was you actually, took someone's car and you filled, filled it, it with up? popcorn. Yeah. No, well, no, that's it, a, probably, that's a prank. <laughs> dang it, that's what I did. Okay,
3: no, it was a it was a promotion for uh, it was a car giveaway years ago, and the dealership asked me if I could do something to make it stand out and to get advertising. You know, and uh, we went in and we they gave us a budget and we went in and filled it up. I mean, it was tall. And we probably spent about $500 worth of stuff to put wow. in that car. And so uh, the car came with its own gift.
0: Yeah, with its own accessories. Yes. Full of accessories.
3: That you don't get from the dealership. Uh, so I
0: wonder if anyone was thinking, uh, the like, when you when she said car and, oh, we were supposed to do something for this car, I immediately went, so she got this giant thing of cellophane and wrapped it around it and tied a bow on top. See, that's what I would have done. I have done that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had it, I had it when I was in real estate, or I'm still in real estate. I had a request to do a big bow around a house. Nice. because yeah, he bought it for his girlfriend. It was one of the Falcons players, I think. Nice. Yeah. And you did it? I did it.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah
3: But the one I was gonna bring up was uh I got a call out of the blue years ago from Auto Trader magazine and they said, uh, we are rolling out do you guys remember the uh PT Cruisers?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Listen, I remembered Remington Steel. Yes. You think hey, I don't know the P T cruisers? There you so go. We're All there. Right.
3: Um, P.T. Cruiser, they were doing some kind of a promotion at uh, a national conference that Auto Trader was doing in Dallas. And they said, we need uh, room amenities for all the guests, all the employees. Sure, okay. What's your budget? What's your theme? Da-da-da-da-da. Same questions I asked. Uh, they gave me the budget. I said, okay, can do it. Again, the answer is yes. What was the question? Shame. Uh, they said, uh, well, we need it in 10 days. I said, 10 days? And I'm in Atlanta, and they needed it in Dallas for 10 days. Not only did I have to create it, I had to order the product, have custom products done, have it packed, have it designed, shipped to Dallas, and make sure it got to all the hotels. And all of that was 10 days, and there were 350 of the designs. Wow. So that's why the the corporations like me, because I can get things like that done.
1: You just say yes, and then you figure it out. I sure do, Mike. (laughs) At some point, you had to have said no to somebody.
3: I actually, my first no was during COVID. Uh, When everything closed down, I had a a friend client call me up and want me to do something really particular for a friend of his who was losing his business due to COVID. Mm. And he wanted to gift him. And I said, Ray, I can't, I don't have access. None of my vendors are shipping, and I don't have access to what you need, but here's what I'll do for you. I'll tell you. And it was a cultural thing uh, The people were from another culture. And I said, there are cultural mores. And I teach people that, too, about gifting. Yeah. Um, there's things you do and things you don't uh, for gifting to these people. And uh, I said, but here's what you can go get and put these things together and deliver it to them. And he just thought that was the greatest thing in the world. So, And I turned, that was like a $400 gift. And I said, I, I just can't do it.
0: I'm almost ashamed to ask this next question because your interview has shown it so clearly already, but what do you love most about what you do?
3: What I love most, there are two things. I love, like I said, teaching businesses how expressing gratitude is so beneficial. It has to be authentic. You can't be doing it to gain something from it. Uh, Like I said, a concept that's so simple but so important And businesses really benefit from it because they, you know, if you show someone that's done something for you or a client, they're going to remember you because nobody else is doing it. I mean, think, guys, how many times have you been out there and said, oh, so-and-so did something for me. I really should send them something. I'm guilty. We don't do it. I take that away from you. All you do is call me or shoot me an email. I can take care of everything for you.
1: It's, it's something that I've always said, too, is a lot of people might forget what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. Exactly. And the way you make someone feel when you give them one of these gifts, mm-hmm. uh, it, it says a lot. It does. Um, well, I saved this question, I guess, for the end. Yeah, I never asked it. What, what did you bring in the gift today for? I'm for all of us, yeah. Cole, Stephen, everybody. But what's it's in this gift? It's a great question.
0: Great question, yeah. Mike.
1: <laughs> I saved it to the because I knew if I asked it first, Stephen would not be able to concentrate at all on the interview because you'd be thinking about And then the you later
0: accuse me of of hijacking the interview and asking every question. Get it? No, you've hijacked. Pick the gift. Pick
1: it pretty much. Not yet. I haven't
3: opened it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a small uh, host hostess gift on a tray with all kinds of goodies. We've got over 2,500 vendors around the country, or, uh, actually around the world. So I can pull things with themes as you see that says a little something. That's oh yeah, we'll the
0: pull. cookie jar says a little something just for you. Mm-hmm. There's a little uh, spreading knife in mm-hmm. the front.
3: Cheese. Yeah. Crackers. There's
0: a par- uh, Sonoma Jack's Parmesan peppercorn cheese.
3: Sparkling cider. Ooh,
0: gourmet coffee, mm-hmm. sparkling coffee. cider. Oh, and chocolates and truffles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Italian cheese blend oven baked (laughs) Tuscan crisps, Mm -hmm. which I guess the cheese goes on. So it all fits together. So we have sparkling cider, chocolate, truffles, cheese and crackers, cookies and coffee.
3: Yes. And a nice little tray. Which which any
0: good host or hostess needs.
3: And not that guys care, but all the bows are hand tied so you can reuse them. They're not like pull out of a package and stick on like Costco. Some guys care about that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did want to say uh, the second part of that question was that uh, what we love about it is that it was set up also to be uh, a vehicle to contribute to charities, local charities. We donate 10% of net profits off of any of our sales to a community. Uh, one we're working with right now is Because One Matters, foster mm. care with, yeah. me, with yeah. Andrea. Mm-hmm. And uh, we donate for... Uh, what do you call them? Uh, giveaways? No, the uh, raffles, yeah. raffles, yeah. Uh, things like that. I donate to a rally the, the Rally Foundation for Childhood Cancer, mm-hmm. yep. but it's just an extra way. Steven, what have we done today? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I was uh, hoarding a gift and not wanting to share with anybody. Man,
3: I feel that, like. I'm supposed to make you feel good and not make <laughs> you feel bad. That's
0: my problem, not
3: yours. But that's what we do. We that's awesome. we, we love that we can contribute to the community yeah. in a lot of ways. So. People
1: can order online, and how does that work, a we, website?
3: We do have a website. However, because we are custom, all custom, uh, we prefer that you shoot us an email or phone message, and we'll talk you through it and, and find out what's the best for you, and really be able to customize it. But the website is set up as a, an example of some of the former things that we've done, so I'll give you an idea of what we can do.
0: Well, I there, you know, a lot of interviews people are dying to hear the contact information. This is one of them, so <laughs> you better tell everybody who, where they need to call or what email they need okay. to send to. Okay,
3: Cache's phone number is six seven eight four three eight. 4486, and the website is cachet and that's C-A-C-H-E-T, corporategifts.com. And Email e- yeah. is cachetgiftsvc at gmail.
1: Nice. And thank you for spelling cachet because a lot I of knew folks. It. I'm yeah. used
0: to it
3: after
1: yeah. 23 Some years.
0: Some people want to put an E after the T,
1: right? <laughs>
3: like steel.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> C A C H E T right yes. yes cachet Kathy Chief Happiness Officer Yes sir Thank you for bringing happiness to the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio today. My pleasure. All right. (laughs) And before we go, we want to remind everybody also about one of our community partners and the great uh, food and things that they offer as well. That's 101 Bagel Cafe. Uh, They're located in downtown Duluth. They offer boiled and baked New York-style bagels and iced coffee served on tap with their signature ice cubes. They go beyond the bagel, and it's all in capital letters, beyond the bagel, offering lunch baked treats and catering the welcoming cafe is perfect to gather for games or private events visit 101 bagelcafe.com. also franchising opportunities are available
0: and you could obviously buy uh some bagels to deliver to some people you could probably also figure out a way to get 101 bagel cafe and put them into a uh gift tray or basket they or they do that and they could probably do it through cachet. So, yeah, we got some connections to make here. Yep. All right. One other thing I want to remind everybody of, Mike, uh, and that is that if you want to become a fan of uh, part of the official Remington Steel Fan Club, there is a website called Steel in Love, S-T-E-E-L-E, not like Porter Steel, which doesn't, which doesn't have an E on the end. So steelinlove.com, and you can read about the fan club.
1: And who was the one you had the teenage crush on?
0: Uh, Stephanie Zimbalist.
1: Stephanie Zimbalist. Yes,
0: I don't know if I had a crush. I just she was she was the smart one, right? She was the the one who was the detective. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, Remington Steele. He was the sexy, good looking one. All the girls liked and all that. Uh, my mom loved that show. By the way, I'd watch it with with uh, my mom and my sister. So good memories. Okay. I'm going to start crying, so you better close out the all show. All right.
1: I want to thank our guests for joining us, our listeners as well. A reminder, you can uh, listen to the show sh- just about anywhere. It's on Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, all the podcast platforms. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at X. We're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, all your favorite platforms as well. For our producer, Amanda, and for Steve and Julian, I'm Mike Sammet. We'll see you next time here on Business Radio X.